1: <coughs> I'm not going to worry about your level of concern We're talking about Twitter
2: Drip, Think of how stupid the average person is And then realize half of them are stupider than that
0: We love Pittsburgh, PA We love Steeler Nation
1: uh, That's right, they're back
0: it's what Jin's talking about. I'm not talking about we're back,
2: although I, no, I, we're back too. We are back.
0: It's what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. We're here to expose all your hot and toxic takes. And this is, I guess, technically the start of the
2: season? Can we can we can we count it now? Well, there's, it feels like the season never really stops anymore. So this is like a definite other point where the season may have begun. Right. So I, I just don't
0: like if we're going to start... Keeping tabs on the toxic takes, you know, for everything from free agency in the draft. Can we cut a new slate and we'll start yeah. fresh with all uh, with all the uh, with all the
2: bad takes can out we, there? There is a whole new place for fresh horrors.
0: <laughs> so you're, everyone has a clean slate as of <laughs> this second. But right. believe me, uh, I don't, and, and one person who is is uh, not gonna I'm not gonna let off the hook is the P- Pittsburgh Post Gazette's. And uh, Ron Cook Uh and this uh, this I'll, I'll call it uh, despicable. I'll, I'll use that <laughs> despicable okay. piece of quote unquote journalism. Oh wow, a, quote unquote piece of content. Okay, uh, I don't know, you know. Okay, but we'll get to that in the in the second half. Oh, good. Okay, because I can't, you know, I can't be this sour to start. We've, yeah, we've, we've got
2: clean t- slate at all.
0: We, yeah, it's a clean slate. Uh, we've got great things to talk about. Mm-hmm. By, oh, by the way, I'm Kyle Kreiss. I'm here with Greg Benevent. Hello, and uh, and and we're back. It's time. It, 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 it's camp. Let's uh, let's 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 turn up the music.
1: Two Highland Park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Two Acura girls go round the old Heinz, round the old hines, round the old hines. Guess he's back. Back again. Camp is back. Tell Big Ben. Camp is back. 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 Boy, 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 Tisket a task it. I can blitz your package. Anybody who's blocking this hit that hit. Lamar Jackson, we will kick your ass in. Worse than when Debo made war with Flacco. And Joby, you can get sacked by Wormley. You look cool as hell when you're wearing your street clothing and clown brownies. Let go, it's all over. You can't even beat this attack mode. Now, this looks like a job for D, so everybody. Rush the QB, cause we need some more sacks and ints, cause it feels so great in PIT. Now this looks like a job for D. So everybody, rush the QB, cause we need some more sacks and ints, cause it feels so good in PIT.
0: That's
2: right. All that, all that pomp and circumstance just to say we're back at camp. I mean, you sent it to me the other night online, and it's one thing to hear it through my phone. It's something else to hear it in this actual show. That it, is amazing. It's
0: something else. I don't know, amazing. I don't know. But you know, when my uh, when my therapist is like, "Why, well, you know, have you have you made time to make yourself a better person this week?" and I'll be like, "Actually, no, I was making uh, rap parodies for my Steelers podcast."
2: Oh, my therapist knows not to ask me that question.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we're back at camp. Let's uh, let you know before we get to the meat and potatoes of camp let's start with a little uh batting practice let's okay. get to the tweets mm-hmm. we'll start with at brian batco brian batco steelers first team offense on air mitch trubisky Najee harris george pickens chase claypool in the slot hmm. deontay johnson and then the o-line dan moore kevin dotson mason cole james daniels Soka 4. so uh no surprises here really I mean, this is kind of the standard. Uh, uh,
2: offensive set that we, we thought was going to happen coming in near to camp. Yeah, I mean, I I would have thought for Muth would be out there somewhere too, but it, um, but yeah, I mean, that's it, no, but this is absolutely more or less what we thought. I mean, and it also says that they plan on giving Pickets the uh, Pickens the the Ch- Chase Claypool t- towards the first game camp versus the uh, Bryant one.
0: Yeah, I guess that is the yeah that I guess if you're going to take away anything on the first half hour of camp <laughs> is that. Pickens is going to step up as a rookie in a role that maybe, I, maybe I'm the only one who thought, who knows if that's going to happen, but it looks like that's going to happen.
2: Well, I mean, it's just, I mean, I remember that first game against the Giants, the weirdest football game any of us will ever see, the very first, you know, empty stadium one where Claypool made that amazing catch. And we thought for like two and a half weeks there, the guy was going to be Randy Moss too. But it, um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it didn't help that
0: uh, he had that four touchdown game too. Right, it was just, right, right. I was just right. like, okay, well, he's I, on pace to put up 40 <laughs> touchdowns. So, <laughs> uh but the, you know, the real, I guess the, the, the real conversation, I don't know, let's, uh, the, the, I'm not the, sure there's a real conversation on day one of camp. Yeah, that's true. Well, let, let's get to at Dejan Kavasovic mm-hmm. Dejan Kvasevic, Deontay Johnson went off to the side to catch passes with a staffer as soon as team drills started, basically cementing that he'll be a TJ Watt style hold in. Uh, you know is that is, are we surprised or are we
2: shocked Are we in disdain is that is that a word i, don't I know. mean in in disdain i'm not sure is a phrase no. but it's a, but disdain is certainly a word uh what i'll say is i mean it's it's not too surprising to me there's the hold in i mean truthfully as someone that is always so paranoid about these players getting hurt the idea of one of your best most irreplaceable players going off to the sideline and just catching passes is not the worst thing i've ever heard i kind of in the whatever the opposite of in disdain is that's the way i feel about it Right? The guy
0: who's caught 100 passes the last couple years. Yeah, I think he knows how to catch a pass.
2: Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And whatever, you know, whenever, whenever someone complains about the drops, well, he's not going to fix those uh, running around on the first day of camp.
0: And for anyone who's upset at, you know, DJ's hold in, although I saw some people say DJ has
2: more of a right for a hold in than TJ last year. It's entirely possible. I mean, I'm not I I have yet to I haven't looked in a while as to what the federal guidelines are for recommending a hold in are.
0: Right? There is no standard. This is right. uh, this is a whole new uh whole new process. Uh but, mm-hmm. you know, if you heard what Tomlin had to say on uh Tuesday, the day that they were arrivals, you know, he was saying that DJ is the same uh in the same vein of leadership as a nausea Oh wow. You know, it's just like these people are kind of no nonsense stick to the work. Yeah. And you know, for someone who, you know, might be in a hold out, hold in situation, you know, Tomlin had nothing but praise to say. We didn't we didn't always see that. Other, uh, you know, other times it's been, you know, we're just gonna focus on the people that are here. Mm-hmm. But this was a little bit different than that.
2: Oh yeah, certainly. And I also, from what I understand about the hold in, you're not in the uh, uh you know, nineties game show isolation chamber. Like you can still go talk to the guy guys in the locker room. You can be around. I mean, it's not, you know, it's like you know, I have to, I have to, I'm not in quarantine because I'm holding in. Right? You can still play dice with the goat, Cody white. <laughs> yeah. Or you could go up and uh, grill with uh, Muth and some of those other guys up on the hill the other day. At, yeah, uh, grilling hot dogs in the pack. I'm guessing that that was a joke, right? It's I would like... hope. I mean, it, you know, I, I, I those are dumb things I would do in college, not like just out of college. Well, you got to remember, these are dumb kids still, right? It's oh, like... yeah, yeah. Dumb kids <laughs> with millions of dollars and on unimaginable Imaginable physical gifts, yes. Although I wouldn't mind grilling with uh Zach Gentry and Muth. That oh, would are, well, if nothing else, those are guys that really understand protein. Gentry <laughs> in particular.
0: <laughs> um uh, let's get back to the uh the QB drills. Sure. <laughs> because we got, of course, this I mean, you know, we're talking day one still. Mm-hmm. Day one, hour one. We're not even getting right. into the afternoon session. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at Josh at by Josh Carney, Josh okay. Carney. Kenny Pickett lofts a wheel route to Najee Harris and offensive drills on air for a score. Draws a cheer from fans in attendance. Boom, first touchdown of camp. Give him the QB1 job.
2: Well, I mean, I'm glad to see again the lofting a wheel route to Najee for a score because if you read last year's camp reports for everybody that happened like daily like hourly and then when the season started there wasn't so much of that I mean and obviously there were a lot of reasons for that and most of them were on the offensive line but yeah it's so it's nice to see these things again I imagine hopefully we'll see more of them it um yeah I would cheer if I was in attendance too but you know it it, that wasn't the
0: end for Kenny because okay. uh, you know we don't have the tweet for it but our insiders have told us that he threw a duck huh he, and it was a it was a duck of a duck
2: well apparently it was a duck of a duck because I I, I want to say it came from uh, uh, Eddie what we mentioned a site Eddie whatever his last name is and I feel bad this is our professional uh, AP uh, quoting here Eddie whatever his <laughs> name is but I want to say Eddie Providence I think that's his name but he tweeted something to the effect of like you know they picked off a duck from Pickett and then the entire defense started whooping it up and treating it like it was a duck that they'd shot and were like pretending to shoot the duck and throw it up in the air and that and, and it seemed like a nice, like like if, the, if your improv team did that, you'd be like, wow, there's a lot of chemistry here. They all thought of that at once. That's something I think would work well for uh, NFL defense. Too.
0: It was, was that a tradition from the Devlin Hodges era? Maybe Is that sure. a... <laughs> See,
2: I was wonder if you couldn't make duck jokes around him then, since that was such a part of his identity. Like, I wonder if it would have been like uncouth to do so. Or rude. I, you know, the era didn't last long enough for us but to I know <laughs> yeah. We needed eight 18 years of duck
0: to get the Ron <laughs> Cook article to find out. We'll we'll get to Ron Cook. I'm not letting him off the hook. Uh let's talk Mitch at Carter Critiques. Christopher Carter. As expected, Mitch Trubisky throws two incomplete passes during 11 11 drills, and a fan already yells, get Pickett in there. So it we didn't even have to wait for the first preseason game. It's the first day of camp. And and we're already Mitch to the bench. Get Kenny in there,
2: even though he's ducking it up. I mean, there's two things. Is it what is that he threw? It, we waited till the second incomplete pass. It wasn't just the first one to go over someone. And moreover, I mean, I'm only going this because my dad made the joke at a Pirates and Expos game, in the you know, in June of 2004. But I'm sure it happened. Somebody said at PNC Park the first time they pulled a pitcher. Get Pickett in there, like at some point during the summer. Like it's anytime someone in a professional capacity makes a throwing motion in Pittsburgh. Get Pickett in there. Uh, well, you know, let's let's get to the stats from
0: from just the first hour. Let's because we've got the stat line. Okay, from at Ray Fit One in quote unquote insider Ray Fittipaldo, mm-hmm. first team period of twenty twenty two Steelers camp. Mitch Trubisky one for four. Mm. Pickett two for four, but. Mason Rudolph four for four, hey
2: perfection, Super bowl bound. You, you can't be better than perfection. You can't be better than perfection. At um, I mean it's 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 the first time of the year we get to say this is uh, who who was out there when Rudolph was on on the defense. I, well,
0: I do have the I have the inside info that the apparently Mace was four for four, but those were often checkdowns to tight ends and running backs. Oh, hey, well, it's not just quarterbacks. Okay, let's talk about uh, at. Farabaugh FB, Nick Farabaugh, mm-hmm. Quick screen pass to Calvin Austin and he takes it to the house. 61 wow. yard touchdown for Austin. I, I was, you know, I've been the one saying, hey, you know, keep your, you know, temper your expectations. I don't know if he's going to be able to contribute right
2: away, but hey, takes it to the house. He's got the speed, I guess. Well, I think it's, it's, I, I, I but even in, you know, to defend you on this, even when listening to your tempering it, you never said the guy wasn't fast.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was
2: just that it would take a minute for the guy to, I was going to say get up to speed, but that reads <laughs> a pun here. But like, just just to be, you know, he's not. The tallest guy, and he's not the strongest guy, so maybe take him a minute to uh, get things together. But I mean, it's I think any kind of drill where you can just be fast. I mean, this is the time of year when uh, you know, knock on wood to even say this out loud when Dree Archer was taking it to the house too in that first practice. So, okay, not to shoot down Austin, I think Austin will help a lot. But
0: good point, okay. Well, he we called it first. He, what you're talking about called uh, Calvin Austin <laughs> the next Dree Archer. You heard Should it, edit that out too. And, uh, <laughs> Um um oh and then just quickly uh, on the defensive side back to add Carter critiques as the Steelers work special teams Brian Flores took both Devin Bush and Miles Jack to another field to talk with them individually it's uh we're seeing the Brian Flores effect in practice first day at camp individual with uh with our linebackers inside linebackers we know we're going to need some work on so he's that seems to
2: be his project at least on day 1 I mean, that seems like a wonderful thing. I mean, this seems like this should have gotten as big or like a bigger cheer than like this wheel route to Najee, like just to seeing like Flores take Bush and Miles Jack over. That should have been the people. Yeah, like clapping and one dude stamping his feet like that's great. That's I mean, this is the kind of thing that literally people have been asking for since I don't know, the Minnesota game, like when after at least after Merrill, you know, did that like entire media tour to talk about how mad he was at Devin Bush. Like this is the kind of thing you wanted to see where essentially he seems Seems to go to, I don't know, inside linebacker detention. Is that what this is kind of? I mean, extra credit. Uh, Certainly uh, a tutor. It's like yeah, you get the private tutor. tutor. Yeah, pri- exactly. Yeah, yeah. Advanced studies and in inside linebackerism.
0: Good outside linebackers are, are the engine in our car. Well, I, they're inside linebackers, coach. But I You know, it's like only a transmission or like. The, yeah, the they're definitely the stick cluster. shifts of the car. I yeah. don't know. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, but. There were some surprises at camp, too, and and some of this was a little uh, underreported or maybe just underreaction, because we're seeing a double standard, not the same reaction <laughs> with superstars of the past. Uh, let's get to... At Tencent Beer Night, Tencent Beer Night, thinks he fell off the bike? What does that mean? It's under investigation or what? So Minka comes into camp mm-hmm. unable, uh, not, not physically unable to perform, but... Uh, I don't know what the designation
2: is. It's basically, you got hurt away from football. I heard NFI was the phrase that Tomlin himself used, a non-football injury. Oh, okay. Right I thought that was a, a, a some kind of crime drama on CBS. I, 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 but- th- you're right, I think... <laughs> <laughs> it's in syndication right now, but yes, NFI. it, um, I mean, when it said that, you know what, honestly, when, when, and I mean this in all sincerity, when I heard that Minka fell off the bike and only really hurt his wrist, I thought of you, oh, I mean, yeah. since you fell off a bike and I remember thinking, geez, that, you know, Kyle fell off a bike, uh, you know, and it messed up more than his wrist and you were not that you were on the pop list, but I mean, you were definitely, uh, 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 downgraded to questionable there for a couple weeks. Oh, I'd, I'd
0: have been pop. I have not been able, you know, I'd okay. have been, it'd be me and Casey Hampton, uh, on this <laughs> Sidelines. Look, people are, you know, that, that's that's one of the vibes from this uh, whole uh, Minka announcement. Like, okay. at Ryan J. Drums, Ryan mm-hmm. James, he fell off his bike and hurt his wrist. Relax. Yeah, I just fell off my bike and... Uh, yeah. You, you don't just relax. OK, right. I, I couldn't turn the the deadbolt to my front door, mm. uh, you know, and it wasn't broken. Right. It was You know, it was it was a sprain. But when you fall off your bike and you catch yourself with your hands, it, uh you know, it puts your brings your hand all the way back like that. Uh, I couldn't open the deadbolt. I couldn't tie my shoes. I, you know, I couldn't I couldn't. Uh, hey, I couldn't wipe uh, okay. my rear. OK. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so, I
2: remember you. Yeah, it was tough.
0: So you know, even if this is a minor wrist injury, I don't know. Are there minor wrist injuries? You know, like a minor wrist injury is when you're typing too yeah, long, carpal and you, and, tunnel yeah, or something. Yeah, that's a, which minor, that's a minor either. Yeah. So you know, he fell off his bike, and and I saw him at camp. He's only using the the, the his left hand, uh, which you know, look, you, you, it's gonna it's gonna affect tackling if you don't mm-hmm. have the wrist. Uh, it's gonna affect everything because the, the you you don't realize what you used your wrist for. It uses a, so much motion
2: in the wrist for everything from. Oh, Siri, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> well, you had these things all set up when you were dealing with, with your wrist. You needed more help from the AI. So, you know, everyone kind of taking this lightly. I wouldn't take this. I wouldn't take this so lightly. Here's the, you
0: know, in, in, the, in the whole, uh, you know, this is a more serious injury than anyone uh, is willing to admit, even if they don't realize. And the, the response from fans has been jokey. Like, here's one from... At just a Mike B. LOL, Mink injury came from signing that contract with that heavy million-dollar pen. So, uh, you know, it's it, it, it's it's this double standard, right? We had Juju in the milk crate, and it's, oh, trade him, cut him. He's a distraction. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Chase Claypool, he's doing TikToks. It's horrible. Uh, but here's Minka fell off a... You know, we went from pickleball, which... I mean, look, I'm not saying that that's you know, but hey, anything anything where you're juking could could screw up a soft tissue. Mm-hmm. Now we got fell off a bike with the wrist. I where and I'm not saying that. Mink, I'm not judging Minka for this, but I am judging the fan reaction, which is all jokey, jokey. Uh, you know, it's not. It's okay. It's not a big deal, jokey, jokey. When with Juju, it was. You know, this is a, this is unacceptable.
2: All that is, is
0: there. Is there a double standard? Or oh, am I absolutely. making this up?
2: No, there. No, there's a double standard. There's a d- double standard for many reasons. Uh, p- pr- most prominently is that the, in so many cases, the fans take their cues from the media, and the media has told you that this is not a big deal, and hopefully, it isn't. Um, secondly, is that you know. Minka is, as you know yourself, at best, a marginal social media preference. He is certainly not out there doing TikToks or dancing. He does not. He's, he seems like seems like a really serious kind of quiet guy that just so happens to be a world class level NFL safety. And um, yeah, and I think also part of it too, I don't think the layperson rides a bicycle and understands just how dangerous falling off a bicycle can be. I mean everyone's fallen from a height that's a little higher than they're used to which I think explains a very little bit of the uh, uh, not anger, but fear over and anxiety over Juju jumping up those uh, boxes. Whereas the layperson, person, you you know, maybe they encounter a bike when they're uh, uh, a stationary one and falling off of that isn't nearly the same as falling as off of a regular bike where you're probably on the asphalt and you're, probably a few feet off the ground, and maybe you're not going all that slow. And, you know, I mean, is it... Now, is it okay? I think that my, Minka sits out as much of a training camp as possible. Sure. Do I think this is a big deal? No. But it's it's one of those things that immediately makes you think, oh, geez. If he's going to have to make 100
0: tackles this season, uh, you know, what, You take a, take, a, take a look at that wrist. I'm telling you. Uh, you know, if, if you're going 10 miles an hour on a bike, that's faster than you think. I'm not... Yes. Whatever. Oh, yeah. But that's not the only injury. Mm-hmm. At... James caught it. Jesse James caught that ball. Mm-hmm. Was a coming into camp still recovering from an injury, or did this man hurt himself moving <laughs> into the Latrobe dorms? Uh, it's 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 a knee. It's not the ankle that kept him out last season, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, a knee at 35, a knee just in general is always, uh, you know, always a tricky situation. Um, you
2: know, or do, we, do we have to worry about Tyson at this point? Well, I mean, anytime, you stack tackle's 35 years old. I mean, you're not like, ah, this guy's invincible. But um, I was listening to Dale Lawley on the way over here, and apparently the word is on Tyson is that it's swelling from working out too much. So they're just not going to have him work out for a bit, which, I mean, that makes sense. A guy, you miss a whole season practically and you mess up your ankle. So you're out there, you know, maybe you overexert yourself a bit because it turns out you're also 35. I mean, that makes sense to me. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's again, anytime the defensive lineman is 35, you're not like, ah, this man's going to live forever. You're exactly right. Yeah, you are exactly right. I don't, you know, I, keep an eye on that. I'm
0: uh I'm I think I think that's going to be a camp battle. I think Adams versus Tyson is a camp battle. They talked to uh Tomlin, you know, asking about Larry Ogu- Ogunjobu or whatever mm-hmm. and you know, asking if he's going to play nose or end. And Tomlin was like, "You know, we're talking about 12% of the snaps nose tackle." So, uh, you know, Tyson and Adams, uh, unless, unless they can play you know other roles than strict nose. I think
2: that that might be the battle there. Well, I also think all of these guys are going to play a lot. I think, that, especially if guys are in their thirties or something, they're going to substitute them out as much as possible. And they couldn't do that last year because anytime you would put somebody in, they were somehow worse than the guy before them. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, let's uh, let's get to some fun things about mm-hmm. camp. It's not just uh,
0: it's not just business. Let's get mm-hmm. to <whistles> at Mark Cabali. Mark Tomlin said Cam Hayward has Ben's room this year. Ben used to deck it out for comfortability. As for Cam, Cam is somewhat of a caveman. So, I, first off, I didn't know that there was, uh, like, the, the penthouse suite no, at St. Vincent.
2: I, I didn't know that either, that has the wave pole or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't actually have a wave pole. That was exaggeration. Well, yes. uh,
0: maybe Ben brought in the pole. I'm trying to think. <laughs> well, you know, there's no Wi-Fi. There's no uh, there's no
2: air conditioning. I'm sure Ben brought in an AC. Well, what I'd heard from years ago, and I want to say it's from uh, uh, Jerry DePaula, was that uh, uh, there was never air conditioning. And then Bobby Brister came to camp, and his old man, like, was a professional HVAC guy. And he would install air conditioning in some of the dorms, which is something I'd heard in prior years. So I don't know if that's still there or like I can't imagine they're still using Bubby's dad's air conditioning. So I would <laughs> like to think we have something better since then. The
0: QB1 gets the Bubby room. right? It has yeah, AC that, yeah,
2: <laughs> Instead of the Bradshaw suite, it's the Bubby suite. I don't know if that's the case here, but yeah. It um, and, and, and also I imagine having been in dorms and, but not in some time that deck it out for comfortability is one of those phrases that's in quotation marks and relative. Like maybe... Maybe that just means the really nice bed and like a super fan or something. A is. microwave. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever the new age George Foreman grill thing is. Like, Let's talk about the
0: dorms. We, we've we got some of the room assignments. Okay. This is what the insiders are actually good for, the local insiders. We've got okay. at C. Adamansky Trib, Chris Adamansky. Pat Fryermuth said his suite is fellow tight end Zach Gentry and the two veteran quarterbacks Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky. This is in the roomy the the Rooney Hall dorm. Uh, so the room is Frymuth, mm-hmm. Gentry, Mace, and Mitch. Wow, that seems like the part. I thought the party room was going to be Boykin, uh, Claypool, the Goat, Cody White, and Gunner Gazoon Tight. But I think I don't know you with Mace.
2: And the, uh, the 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 tight end buddies. I don't know. That might be the party room. Well, I mean, it's it's. I mean that might be like the cool like these guys are popular room i'm not sure like how wild the party is there and i'll refer you back to about 15 minutes ago when we talked about those dudes grilling the full thing of <laughs> hot dogs like that that might be just that, how out of control that gets
0: i'm thinking mace is probably swiping uh, you know the, oh, I, don't, I, I don't know if anyone's on campus yet any of the uh, undergrads <laughs> but I'm, i imagine mace is on the apps and so pat and zach probably have to cover you know they probably I don't see. they probably don't want mitch to know that you know mace is out there sneaking around on campus so they probably got to cover like uh like you know um like Tim Robbins style and Shawshank, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, like just whatever. Yeah, the poster up is now. Or you just put up, yeah, you, you, yeah, you put up like a blue screen for your Zoom meetings. That's what they use instead of the poster now. No, I mean I would watch that show. That's better than half the new things that would come on Hulu. But and yeah. uh, and by the way, Kenny is rooming with apparently his BFF, Chris Ola Oh, okay. So you know they're going to the Chesney concerts together. Now they're dorming together. That, that might be like that, that. That's the room where like you know it, it lets us the audience into the larger world of the show. Like there are avatars going into that well we uh i think we talked enough
0: about camp we've got a <laughs> We've got to get into the meat and potatoes in the second half, which is this this Pittsburgh Post Gazette Ben interview. And I'm not mad at Ben. I'm not mad at the reaction, even though the reaction was misguided. I'm really upset with the so-called journalists. Uh, this is just—I mean, you wouldn't even—you wouldn't even do this as an undergrad at uh, Duquesne, you know, or at uh, you know Point State Park College. This is—we'll uh, uh, get to it. We'll get to it. Second half is coming up. Please support our sponsors. Yes,
1: raise your brain. You got it, raise your brain. You want it, you got confidence secure.
0: Feeling confident? Raise your brand. Got 150 million? Raise your brand. Need AI solutions to carbon based insurance problems? Raise your brand and reach for Acrosure.
1: Confidence, confidence, dry and secure. Raise your brand, raise your brand, Acrosure. Raise your brand, raise your brand, Acrosure.
0: All right, welcome back. It is the second half of what Jin's talking about, presented by our partners at Acrisure. This week, uh, you know, they're providing AI insurance solutions for carbon-based uh, problems. And this mm-hmm. week, if uh, you have a friend who bought one of the new Steelers training camp hats uh, in in the kind of urban camouflage, uh, AcroShore will provide
2: insurance if that hat gets stolen, and you don't want it replaced. Oh. So, I always hope if I get hit by an unmanned car, it's going to have something to do with that, I'm sure. <laughs> well, it certainly won't not have anything to
0: do. Okay, it's the second half. We promised. We we, we promised outrage. We promised uh, controversy, and uh, and and I'm not talking about the the Ben interview. I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Post Gazette and Ron Cook. Let's get to the tweets. Okay. All right. Because the 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 reaction to this was way misguided for the content provided. Okay, and uh, you know they're trying to take down uh, our Hall of Fame quarterback, and we, you know we're not getting any of the context. This is just uh, let, all right. Well, let's start with the at ninety three seven the fan ninety three seven the so called fan. It's not uncommon for pro athletes to ignore their athletic mortality. But it is rare for a recently retired franchise legend to bash his teammates on the way out. That is the narrative. Uh, no thanks to Ron Cook from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette who who scored the exclusive interview with Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. post retirement. Do we get, uh, you know, do we get a podcast like we've seen from, you know? The pivot from Cam Hayward, from Chris Warnley. No, no, nothing like that. Do we get, you know, an interview transcript? Do we get to see the, you know, the whole Q&A? No, nothing like that. What we get is some kind of... uh you know uh ron cook prose of a story you know that kind of weaves i don't you know even you know even the headline is something like ben at peace in retirement Mm -hmm. but none of the article was about ben at peace (laughs) instead it was it you know they made it sound like ben was taking shots Mm. at everyone uh Mm. you know here's here's the quote from ben this is on the state of the game everyone picked up on this you know i feel the game has changed I feel like the people have changed in a sense. Maybe it's because I got spoiled when I came in. The team was so important. It was all about the team. Now, it's about me and this, that, and the other. It turned from a team first to a me type attitude. It was hard. It was hard for these young guys too. Social media, they're treated so well in college. They're treated so special. They're coddled at a young age because college coaches need them to win too. I know Terry Hoppner never coddled me at Miami. Neither did Bill Cowher okay all right so everyone wants to say ben is bashing the teammates here there's no context on this anything you know uh what what do you see this as a uh, as a bashing the team here with the state of the game quotes
2: no i i don't see it necessarily as as bashing i mean whatever individuals ben had in mind i don't see it as bashing the team i think it's i think it's something that's bothered him for a long time and this was a time he felt like he could safely get it out i mean if he wanted to ba- i mean it's what i know enough about roethlisberger is if he wanted to bash somebody at this point he safely could he could have said someone's name and he did so i can't see it as i think it's just this is man this sucks huh as he sits at his nice house i i, I don't see it as a whole lot more than that well you know and
0: and uh, any any you know journalist uh would then want to ask a follow-up like you know well you know wh- what do you mean you know what do you mean are you talking about uh you know bell and brown mm-hmm. are you talking about the team in 2021, you know what, uh, you know, please feel free to elaborate. Uh, Mr. Roethlisberger would be what any journalist says, but we don't get a transcript. We don't get, we don't get what the questions are. You know, did Ron Cook set him up with these questions? Uh, you know, or was he asking like a normal human would, you know, there's so much not said in this article that then the fans and the media goes and runs with.
2: Well, the only thing, I mean, I would think about that. And one thing I do know is that, you know, Ben's favorite is Ron Cook. Ron Cook was always Ben's favorite throughout his entire career in terms of media people. It was, he's the only person he'd do that radio show with. They did it forever. It, um, you know, Ben specifically wanted Ron Cook for this. I mean, I, I was actually listening. Cause I was in Pittsburgh at the time and I was driving back from my mother's gym uh, listening to Ron Cook talk about this the day it dropped. And it, um, oh yeah. But- and he didn't say, he didn't provide any context no, he, he didn't. But it's but I, I, I do tend to think that Ron is actually his friend. And I think and, and Ben's and I think Ben sees him as such. So I'm not sure there's an adversarial looking to screw the other guy over thing here, maybe. I don't know.
0: I mean who's screwing who over? It's uh if if Ben wanted to do his friend a favor, mm-hmm. then go out there and give the full quote. Oh, you know, okay. you know, say what, you know what I mean? Like then go out there and say it. Make mm-hmm. it a bigger story. Every everything about this is like is uh, subterfuge it's trying to hide what the real because the all the quotes in there that's not in the headline you no. know that's it's it's all uh it's all like oh ben is re- enjoying retirement and then the whole meat of the article is you know shot at colbert shot at tomlin <laughs> shot at teammates uh so you could easily have said well what do you what do you mean ben is my friend mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know like uh being being purposefully vague is
2: a disservice as a journalist I mean, and an insider, an insider. Well, I mean, I can also, but I can also see Ben saying this and Ron being like, "What do you mean?" And Ben's like, "Ah, that's enough of that. I'm having a good time." Then I'm, say I'm, that. Uh, then oh, p- p- you you then, then say put that. that in there. That this right? Is, if, if that's what he said, then put into it like, "Well, I'm done with it." Okay, I can see your point there. Yeah, I mean, you're
0: saying like, uh, you can you uh, you can take your guess or whatever. You know, it's no. I mean, that's what an interview is. You know, it's okay. not like uh, if I'm interviewing you, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna just I'm gonna ask follow ups and I'm gonna you know it's <laughs> right. I'm not just gonna let <laughs> it go like yeah, or, yeah. I'm not just gonna let it go like oh. Oh,
2: yeah, you know, I talked to all oh, these kids today, which is how this read to me. Is this was this was you know 30 seconds of getting off my NFL lawn, but it, um,
0: and then the media, you know, doesn't do any uh, the local media doesn't do and the national media, they don't do any kind of um, there's like no kind of analyzing what's happening, they just take it and run with it. Like, here's the like, let's go to the quote from uh, sticking to the fan because, of course, the fan just runs with this, mm-hmm. the so called fan. We got the Colin Dunlap quote here. You can think Ben Roethlisberger did brilliant things and is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and Borderline deserves a statue in this town. You can also think the guy is selfish and washed up and on another planet with the way he was thinking, especially in those last couple years of his career. You can think both of those things. Can, I mean, are can, are these both things true? I don't even... Who's... like is Ben on another planet is he washed up I don't think think, any of these things are
2: true well I think I think that what he says is the way he was with the way he was thinking the way he was thinking in the last couple years is the way I read the Colin Dunlap quote I mean you can believe that I'm not sure I necessarily agree I think with a stronger offensive line and maybe some other uh, things last year's team might he might have been able to take that team even a little bit further but um but I mean it's it's not a stretch of the but it's not I could see someone thinking both things and thinking that it is it is a reasonable opinion to think that he should have retired before I think he kind of they did everyone did the right thing bringing him back last year but uh I can see someone holding that opinion the uh you know this whole thing about the team being you
0: know immature and uh you know wrong context I don't think he's talking about the whole team I I think I agree with at Yinsburg Sports, Yinsburg Adam, mm-hmm. does anyone think maybe these comments were just about Le'Veon and A.B.
2: relax? Yeah, that's very, very possible. I mean, it's, you know, because those those two things, more than anything else, more than anything you can say about the offensive line or anything else, are what made it difficult for Ben to win a championship during the twilight of his career. It's those two uh, falling off the face of the Do earth.
0: you think, I mean, if that's what's on his mind, I mean, is that do you think that he's really just kind of obsessing with the, the killer bees era? You know, like not really thinking about his last couple of years, just still thinking like what could have
2: happened? What if, you know? Well, or you could take it the other way, too. And look at this quotes about the, it turned from a team first to me type attitude. That could be from him seeing what somebody on some other team had done on Twitter that day. That's <laughs> that, that's oh, seriously. But that's part of what of this vagary. That you're talking about this vagueness is that you don't know whether it's about being obsessed with the killer bees error, whether it's about Le'Veon or AB or it's you know some Titan and I don't mean to pick on the Titans but any team that you know had some guy that mouthed off on social media today and posted some ridiculous video. It um I think all of those things. That's why I read his comment as very general at the beginning about just the because uh, because that's because it's so vague it does read that way. So we like wow this entire game has changed which if you look at it in a general context he is right i mean there was no twitter in 2004 there certainly wasn't when they won the super bowl at uh you know
0: and you know uh uh, jeffrey benedict on behind the steel curtain brought this up i check out that article it's uh it it was a couple couple days ago on uh, btsc.com is that when ben came into the league? the team was Heinz Ward, Jerome Bettis, Alan you know, Faneca. There was leaders on that. Now let's fast forward to twenty twenty one and it's all first and second year players.
2: Cam Hayward and so and that's it. I mean yeah. that's that's why we're having such conversations about, you know, new leader Najee Harris, who I think is twenty two. So is Ben you know, is just Ben not seeing the forest for the
0: trees in that per se? Is he just not seeing that the own the own perspective is like, man, I came in a team full of leaders
2: and when I left, I'm the only leader. I think all of these things are true. I think it's 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 it would be. It, doesn't it make sense though, generationally, for him to have you know, because if you hold any job for eighteen years, the, your coworkers by year eighteen are going to be a lot different than the ones in year two. So just ev- every walk of life, maybe not even football. Just anyone who comes in
0: young. Uh, you know, comes in full of hope and optimism, and then by the time they're 18 years into any job, they're like, oh, dude, this place sucked compared to when I started. Well,
2: I mean, I think that's, one, I think that's life. But two, yeah. I think it's also, that's why, again, I can't stress enough, I took it as a generalized, can you believe these kids these days? Comment. That's absolutely how I read it. And again, it's important to point out he wasn't saying this to like uh uh, uh some young hip dude at the Athletic. He wasn't talking <laughs> to this to like some twenty-two year old that Kvosevich hired. He said it to Ron Cook, who's been co- who I think was there at Super Bowl fourteen covering these guys. Like, yeah. well, let's keep
0: talking, Ben, because you know because the other part of this interview was the things he said about his exit last season in particular. Let's get to. Well, uh, the, the quote from Ben in the article was because, mm-hmm. you know, it was asked about who wanted him to come back in 2021. And he was like, you know, it was mostly on Kevin. He wanted he was ready to meet. It was mostly on Kevin Colbert. He was ready to move on. I think Mike Tomlin was ready to move on a little, but I think he was OK with me coming back. I think it was Art Rooney who really wanted me to come back last year to play. Um is this is this controversial? I mean sure. No. Kevin Kevin Colbert's job is to look after the future. Yeah. So, you know, he's looking for the next
2: guy, probably the last 5 year. Probably since Mason Yes, which is specifically why Mason was here. He's looking at the; he has to look at the present and the future. He does not have; he did not have the luxury of allowing any sentiment to enter. So he absolutely—I I don't think there's any controversy here at all. This is all intelligent people doing their jobs to the best of their ability.
0: And of course, Art wants wants him back because you know we don't we we've seen how the franchise has been with Hall of Famers over the years. It's like they don't they don't want to repeat of a Bradshaw. They don't want to repeat of a Troy. Even right, you know, let Ben go
2: out on his terms. Oh, I mean, of of things that. Have scarred this franchise uh dan marino not being drafted might be one but 1a is franco in that seahawks jersey <laughs> uh,
0: well okay all right um let's uh okay let's go to at scarpizio mm-hmm. i don't know if the steelers make the playoffs last year without ben he was bad but clutch the arm was there at times but his lower body wasn't and it hadn't been for a for a while if uh if Kevin Colbert didn't want him back in 2021. I totally get it. Um so I think the argument is moot re- rather not. I mean, Ben won last year. We even yeah. though, you know, even though we we lost some games uh, we, the games we won were pretty much because of T.J. Watt and Ben Roethlisberger.
2: Yes, and, and specifically Ben Roethlisberger in the second half, mostly the fourth quarter. I mean, weirdly, I think this is an argument we should actually come back to at the end of this coming regular season, because that'll give us clarity in a way that we don't have now, because the ar- the counter-argument is, okay, Ben was great in the fourth quarter, they weren't so good in the first half, whereas another quarterback might not have been as good in the clutch era, but might not have you know gone down so big in the first half or been so in efficient so we'll be able to see what you know a Mitch Trubisky above replacement can do with a similar team in first <laughs> halves this season and then we'll be able to come back and deal with this then really irrelevant argument in the coming <laughs> off season so yeah I mean wow I
0: wouldn't I, I wouldn't know what to do with a team that isn't coming from behind uh all 16
2: games oh man <laughs> or it's, it scores on the first drive and then not again until like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter Le- um well, not maybe not one more thing on Ben. Here's uh, another
0: thing on Ben from at Mister No Followers Two JB. Ben is proud of not having any losing seasons, as he should be. But it's interesting because people hate Tomlin for it. Wonder why? Is this a double state Like Ben himself, that when they when when Ron Cook supposedly asked him, we don't see the question. Supposedly asked him what his proudest moment was. Uh, he says, "Yeah, the Super Bowls, of course. You know, it's kind of an afterthought, but." His main accomplishment is never having a losing season mm. Mm-hmm we talk about Tomlin with that and it's like oh gosh what a paper champion never had a losing season What you know fire Tomlin
2: no losing seasons well admittedly Ben Roethlisberger wasn't hired to partially do roster construction I think is where a good portion of that comes from but also too, it um, yeah I mean it's also it's it's I imagine remember you're going from Ben is proud of it versus the fans being proud of it I'm sure there's a pretty fair number of toxic fans who are also mad at Roth who would prefer Roethlisberger to have had another ring or two and throw in three or four losing seasons to trade for them
0: that's a good point no, no one no one who's who's uh no one who's like man tomlin never had a losing season what a loser is also saying ben never had a losing season what a winner
1: <laughs>
0: <Right. You know? laughs> yes um now the one thing i think ben does deserve some heat for uh is his quote on super bowl 43 because he says you know i still don't think that pass gets enough credit the catch was spectacular don't get me wrong I don't think the whole combination gets enough credit. <laughs> um, all right, I mean, come on, what? Well, it's like the it's a top five Super Bowl all time Super Bowl play. Yes, you know, it might be uh, you might consider it number one or number two, except that James Harrison had the best
2: Super Bowl play ever in the same game. Right. Oh yeah. No. 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 I mean, it's, it's again. This is what I've always said for years about as much as you know respect Roethlisberger the player. I I, I would I would struggle to have him as a coworker, as a colleague, <laughs> as someone above me, as a supervisor. That would who I would have to answer to I would I would struggle with that I mean what I always come back to is I think it was Todd Haley right that had the quote from being on the Arizona Cardinals and and they asked him you know years later about that I think it was on somebody's podcast I forget where Haley was it might have been his own podcast but they asked him about that exact play and he said look as devastated and disappointed as I was I understood that was one in 500 times you get that throw much less in this situation and that's how Haley rationalized it to himself now does that mean Haley said that to Ben during their epic arguments absolutely not (laughs) but you know it's it's well i mean but again doesn't this all sound so much like old man sitting at home watching tv he's thought he's got the nfl network on in the background and they're going through top 10 plays 2006 to uh uh, 2019 and this is like number two for some reason behind tyree's helmet catch or something and that irritates ben i totally see all of this you're right ben does sound a little like uh
1: why didn't he pick him up with gun?
2: yes yeah (laughs) <laughs> yes, Ben has a long career ahead of him as Mr. Why didn't you pick him up or put him down?
0: But, you know, it's not like... I, I, I see that the play... Every, almost every day on social media someone's reliving that moment from Super Bowl 43 uh, you know listen to Dan Patrick anytime they talk about Super Bowls he's going to bring up the drive not mm-hmm. the, only
2: the throw but the final drive because there were what one or two holding penalties right it's actually yeah. more than 100 yards they're pretty close to it yeah
0: Steve Young calls it the best drive he's ever you know yeah. and he and, said that
2: right after the game too I yeah yeah, and, yeah. and, and,
0: and, and you know and that's from a 49er so you know and there's has all time
2: great in his own right yeah, yeah so I don't think people are ignoring this moment I, you know Know, uh, I just don't think they're still talking about it every day. Thirteen years later, I think <laughs> is kind of the issue.
0: Yeah. Do you want to be like Franco and every day someone's going to ask you about the one play? You know, at, at a Hall of Fame career, I think you should be blessed, Ben, that not everyone wants to bring up the, your one throw. If anything, uh, they should be bringing up, you know, like the uh, the stiff arm to Suggs that when he got,
2: you know, threw the ball away. I think that's might be a better play than the Super Bowl throw oh, t- or uh, tackling that guy from the Colts. I mean, oh it's, yeah, yeah, that's the play. Yeah. Well, I think the other part of it too is i don't think ben is ever going to be in a position physically nor let himself be in a position where someone could bring up a play to him every day i get i really get the feeling ben's a person who other than these golf things and you know the occasional concerts gonna more or less stay to himself all right well uh okay
0: it's we're coming from behind it's the two minute warning we're already going long uh let's start with at Jamison Hensley, Jamison Hensley, Rod Woodson joining the Ravens radio broadcast team to be back with a team that I won my only Super Bowl with the team's first Super Bowl in franchise history will be fun. Now, look, I know Rod didn't play his whole career with the Steelers,
2: but to go into the booth for the Ravens. Well, I mean, it's I was trying to think of a parallel in Pittsburgh sports and there really isn't one. An all time great It's somewhere else that's in the Hall of Fame with a division rival that won a championship with Pittsburgh. I mean, there's no parallel to this in any sport i mean i'm i'm always just glad to see rod with a job that looks like a good <laughs> job i mean that seems like a guy that i i can't believe they never actually found a coaching position with him for the steelers At uh, i mean i remember liking him as an analyst when he was you know when you'd see him on the nfl so yeah so good for him is it going to be weird him being like the sideline reporter or something when they go into acro sure sure but i mean that's that's fine too it uh, there's gonna be more pictures taken at the steelers stadium than there would be with any other analyst from a opposing team's radio team.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, if he comes into if he comes into Acreshore and fans want to take a picture, what you know, how do you treat like I don't know. I'm
2: you know, you got to embrace the fans, but at the same time, you're there representing the Ravens. You're representing the radio team. You're not like trying to stay straight for the game. Okay. Well, I just remember. I don't know if you ever saw it when when uh, uh, Mike Sullivan coach of the Penguins. to go see the, uh, the Steelers and the uh, Patriots, and it was uh, and he was walking to the stadium, and a bunch of fans posted pictures online, and every now and then a few of them would put in the caption, "I just realized coach is rooting for the Patriots."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? That turns me now. Now I'm. Uh, that's a he's uh, a
2: Boston-born and raised kid. I mean. I've trained myself to hate it. Yeah, me too. <laughs>
0: um, well, speaking of Rod. Okay. At Blitzburg, Heinz Ward, Rod Woodson, named as head coaches in the upcoming XFL reboot. Heinz mm-hmm. is going to be coaching San Antonio. Rod Woodson, Las Vegas, and a former defensive coordinator Jim Haslett is going to be up in Seattle. Where Who do Steeler fans root for in that situation? Well,
2: I mean, one, uh, 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 they root for a team not to come to Pittsburgh so that you don't <laughs> have to watch this. And secondly, I couldn't help but be struck by a man. Haslett used to coach. Woods it was he didn't coach Woods but he was close like how did you fall this far that you're doing this that you're not on another staff i mean i i think it was one of my cousins who's a lot older than me and is a successful doctor now but he played like peewee football against Jim Haslett and he said that was the meanest kid in our neighborhood <laughs> and it's so and i've thought about that ever since but um but yeah so it's just like i said i remember thinking like Jim Haslett this is what you're doing like those guys just played yesterday and you're still why aren't you were a head coach at the Saints like and then they. Go, go To the playoffs with Haslett? Like, I think they did. What, uh, well, and what about Rod? I mean, are these XFL jobs part time? Is he going to be. Apparently, in the... it's a flex game. <laughs> it's going like, to be like you the... can coach it remotely. Because like,
0: he'll be in the booth for the Ravens, and then I don't know when the XFL season, obviously, it's going to be. Not during the NFL yeah.
2: season. So it. But you think you want your XFL head coach to be kind of working all year long, maybe? I don't I, know. I mean, I, I assume he sends in a report on, on like Google Docs every few days. Like, oh, looking good, guys. It uh, Tune in for your Ravens st- 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 Um All
0: right, let's, gosh. We're, I, I don't, how are we going so long? I guess because the season's back. Um, how about at Steelers Shop, Steelers okay. Pro Shop, stand out among the black and gold. New Jersey drop is live. Mm. We've got the Nike Atmosphere jerseys. These are white with gray letters, Mm. gray numbers that are outlined in gold. Mm. I
2: I, I haven't seen these yet. I'm not sure I would describe them using the word atmosphere, just from what you've told me. Um, But I mean, it, it... I don't know. Am I, am I misreading this? It sounds like they're trying to recreate, like, the road jerseys from, like, the late 60s. That's what this sounds a little bit like to me with this, with this gray number outlined in gold. At, yeah, uh,
0: I guess it's like, you know, so if you're out in the sun, you want the, the sun to reflect, it's all white. I don't know. I don't get it. Because, yeah, we already have the white away jerseys with the black letters, so now they're gray. I don't know. The gray just doesn't... Match, it's not part of the color scheme. You I know, know,
2: and I I, mean, because I mean, it, I mean it, it, I, maybe it's just since I've seen the Vegas Golden Knights, I've come to appreciate that if you're going to use gray in a team's color scheme, it should be like, we're specifically doing gray. Like, it's not like this is part of, it's wrapped into everything. This sounds like the kind of jersey where if you buy it, you have to say to people, no, 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 it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, this exactly. is a Steelers jersey. Yeah, it, exactly. I, You mm. know, the merch, the, the, I'm, you know, the NFL with their merch
0: is not fan is not fan friendly you know these these camp hats i know some people like the camo or whatever like the modern Mm. camo i'm not into that uh like these these uh, these jerseys off jerseys you know that's and and we're talking about
2: alternative helmets but steelers don't have an alternative helmet i i I, see i don't know if it's necessarily that it's I, i i kind of agree with you i think it's i don't know if it's necessarily that they're not doing right by the fans it's just that they have to churn out too many new designs I mean, the Steelers' jersey was kind of perfected over 50 years ago, and but we have to keep selling these things, so we have to come up with new ways to sell them, and, you know, eventually, if you have to keep creating new things, they're eventually going to be bad, as our weekly podcast proves. No, 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 but, it's, but you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 yeah, so it, you know, so it's like I, I, I was like I was flying back to uh, L.A. from Pittsburgh, you know, last week, and there was a guy, hat, I, I'd never seen one in the wild, the Crucial Catch shirt. Oh. The one, like, the cancer thing, and I remember thinking, like, okay, the, one of three things happened here, one, you bought it immediately. Four things. Two, it was a gift. gift. Three, you've been through a terrible experience with someone you loved and they survived. You just survived it and God bless you. Or four, you bought this for 10 bucks in like the discount rack at the back of the store at the off season, you know. It, and of those like four things, how many of them necessarily reflect well upon you? Yeah, they were out of the, I. I it's still Heinz
0: to me shirts. Right. So you had to go with the crucial catch. Okay, I'll take a crucial catch. <laughs> uh. um all right final word we'll Mm -hmm. give to Mm -hmm. we'll give to (whistles) at Steelers Mafia Blake Jason Hargrave already following coach T on Instagram I can feel the return next season coach Tomlin uh Welcome to Instagram.
2: Oh, good. I'll have to follow him on Instagram too. He's Maybe a, you'll see the stories I make about my mom's dog.
0: He's already posting stories like he's like, you know, you think he's the next Juju out there. He must have an assistant or something because I would hope it's got cap, It's got like quirky captions. Oh, and, I don't even
2: do the quirky captions.
0: Um, yeah. So you know, he's he he doesn't tweet at all. Rarely, I, don't, I think the last time Tomlin tweeted was to tell uh, Coates and Bryant to shut up. You know,
2: <laughs> um, well, I think it's also what his daughter won, like a gymnastics thing or something yeah. Or yeah. And oh he tweet when the when the Ravens punter retired. oh He yeah. tweeted it out that that was a good punter. Yeah. So it's, um
0: you know, so he's not a tweeter. He's on Instagram now. He's already got two posts, and he's loving the stories. So. I, I
2: love. I personally love doing the stories. That's my favorite thing I've ever done on social media. I, I appreciate it so much more just because I can see how many people looked at that, and I can uh, validate myself through that. Well, let's. We'll, we'll
0: hopefully we don't have to bring up Tomlin on this show. Hopefully, the toxic <laughs> tapes uh, stay free. Uh, let's get out of here because mm. we're so long. Uh, mm. I'm follow me on
2: social media i am at kyle Kreis. greg where are you uh, twitter and instagram where you can see those boring stories at greg ben event as a boy e-n-e-v as a victor e-n-t uh, coming up next
0: is on Behind the Steel Curtain is the Steelers preview, mm. and uh, the, the guys this week are going to be previewing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. So it's oh. exciting episode. Good. Uh, now the job is yours. We yeah. need you to write a review. Could you write a review on yeah. iTunes, please? Yeah. It, it, it takes a minute. Yeah. You got to yes. log in. But can you do it? Yeah. Uh, we need some reviews, not mm-hmm. just for what Ian's talking about, but for all of Behind the Steel Curtain the podcast network. Of the
2: steel Curtain. Yeah.
0: All right. We'll see you next week. Be their best selves. That's going to be required.
2: Stay in school.